This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Remember the settle back, because you know you can listen to Kelly and Company in comfort from right in front of your television. Bell customers, Channel 49. And Kojiko, Ontario, you guys can find us on Channel 596 to settle back and listen in comfort. But you can also visit ami.ca slash audio for a list of channel locations in your particular area in case I haven't covered that area right now. Kelly McDonald here with Ramya Muthan. On the third Thursday of every month, we like to check in with Christine Malik. We call it Curious Minds, and we get through all kinds of topics here. Today, we're talking about the agricultural revolution, okay? Agricultural revolution. And Chris, you say this just doesn't come up every day. So why are we talking about the agricultural revolution? (laughs) (laughs) Because she knows you you wanted to go to the Royal Winter Fair, that's why. Yeah, I know. I'm bummed out about that. Whatever. It's fine. Oh, see, I just wanted to give you guys the chance to say agricultural revolution. In your yeah, work no case, kidding. Yeah, it's I, I, yeah. all about you. You don't say yeah, it often thanks. here, that's for sure. Right, right. So the reason is um, I run a group through the CNIB called the Curiosity Club, and it's uh, an opportunity for blind adults to have learning experiences that are inclusive. And so uh, this Tuesday online, on November 22nd, uh, Tony Davis, who's an emeritus professor of geography from U of T, will be speaking about this very topic, the agricultural revolution. So his interest is the ways in which humans and the natural world have affected each other over time. And this is a topic that I just love to think about and wonder about and one of the biggest uh you know pivots in that relationship happened uh in the agricultural revolution and so he's going to be talking uh for about an hour and then there will be a q and a and uh it's open the event's open to all uh but it being a cnib program it is geared towards people who are blind or low vision which means uh you know you don't have to have your camera on you can be in your day pajamas and uh you can tune in. This guy's super smart, very engaging. Um, he spoke a few months ago for the group about some of the history of the South Pacific, and it was totally riveting. I could have talked to him all night. Yeah, I find so many of those conversations just blow you away. Like, it re- just the things, and the right speaker places you right there. So, um, Chris, in 100 words or less, what is the agricultural revolution? Oh, challenge. It's the, right, I know. It's the period of time where humans stopped being hunter-gatherers who would roam around and kill their, kill their food and, and gather uh, produce from the land. And they started being settled in one spot and cultivating crops on purpose. Uh, and so um, it's, uh, it happened in different places at different times, but sort of roughly about 10,000 years ago. And... Um, it becomes important because we talk about historic versus prehistoric. And what we mean by that is written records versus non-written records. And the good thing about written records is that you can read them and we can look back and know what people were thinking 
three, four thousand years ago. So you can't really have written records unless you have a stable population in terms of location because carrying scrolls or tablets around with a roaming band of hunter-gatherers is just not that practical. So every aspect of society changed when people started staying in one place. Uh, And so you you are able to develop what we call, and I'm making air quotes here, civilization, which is a complicated subject on its own. Oh, exactly. You become almost from nomads. That's the impression. Obviously, you probably had your own roots, your territory that you you covered, (laughs) but you almost feel like you go from nomads to laying down roots or, or getting a life. Like it was more to, you know, going and hunting and killing all the time. Like we only do that half the time now and we're going to stay in this property of so big a size and do it. it, it it's a very interesting way of, of noticing the shift. Yes, yes. And when you do that, a lot of things happen. So as I said, you get the chance to be stable in one place and you can make things like stable buildings. and But you can also... Yeah. Uh, raise livestock and so you get a reliable meat supply instead of relying on whatever nature provides you you can uh, the term is husband you can husband the resources so you you breed animals for whatever desirable characteristics you want so your food supply ends up being much more stable Um, you end up having a lot more children for various reasons, but you also end up with a lot more disease. And there are some thinkers who say the agricultural revolution is the worst thing that ever happened to humans. And so very even now, even now, well, you see what happens with what it's kind of what are the problems we face now with the, with the environment and the climate crisis are kind of the agricultural revolution revolution Mm -hmm. run amok. Like it's just gone it's it's taken a good idea and exploited the heck out of it. Yeah. yeah. And so if you look at the world and the problems we have now, they're sort of traceable back to the agricultural revolution. So I'm not going to, I'm no expert and I'm not going to say, Oh, well, this was a terrible thing that we did, but you can see the roots of a lot of problems mm. we have. Yeah, even really, this idea that even the soil business, right? Ahead. The first thing you would have noticed is the fact that knowing we have to switch fields because we've used this field for this agricultural effort for so many years. Now we have to give it a break. Those were the things that standing put or standing pat and using one area. Those were those signs of the things that, oh, I I guess we can wear this out or I guess we can abuse what we're doing. And yes, and where, yeah, exactly, wear out. And it also gets into concepts of ownership and is the concept of ownership helpful? Is that helpful or is that harmful to human development and so that's another big source of controversy the lack of sharing yeah the lack of communalism and so a lot of people also feel that hierarchy like the power a power structure develops when you have a sedentary population that stays in one place you get then you're you're able to have like a king whereas when you're traveling around yeah a hunter-gatherer you just don't have you can't t- carry a lot of stuff, so you can't have crowns and scepters. And so it changes the way people thought about power and who was in control. And Kelly, as you said, conflict. It, it opens the field for conflict as well. For sure. Hmm. Uh, you mentioned uh, animals and such. Anything more on that part of it? Um, it's an interesting one because what, I was thinking about this around chickens, and I thought, why do chickens... This is dumb. Why do chickens lay eggs? Why do chickens put so much energy 
into a pointless endeavor, which is to lay a big fat egg every day with no little chicken in it. There's no advantage to the chicken. It's a huge energy drain. But what I realized is we bred them to do yeah, this. Yeah. That's why yeah, chickens that's right. in the wild wouldn't just lay an egg every single day. And yeah. so all of the, so many of the animals we have, like cows and horses and chickens, they, they've come from our intentional interference with the breeding of animals for certain traits. And again, it makes a, a one population more susceptible to disease, uh, which again is, is part of the human problem too, is you have sedentary populations and you can get viruses that mm. go wild and, and spread really quickly through through a sedentary population. Uh, so there's, it's so complex. There's, uh, there's, and gender fits in here too. Geez, I could go on about this all day, but no kidding. Um, it was thought to be women who were initially the gatherers. Now, whether that's true or not, that's also debatable, but I've wondered so much about how power, the, the gender dynamic changed when the agricultural revolution happened. And at first it may have seemed like, you know, women were running the show, but once you get into things like possession and inheritance, you get into things like paternity. You want to know whose kid it is, and mm-hmm. it kind of leads to patriarchy and control of, of women's bodies. So it, it covers, you know, this topic, like two words, agricultural revolution. It encompasses kind of every aspect of civilization, yeah. and whether you think civilization is a good thing or not, uh, it can really be traced back to this major shift that happened about 10,000 years ago, which... Uh, uh, maybe climate driven. I don't know enough about it yet, but on the 22nd, uh, hopefully Tony Davis will fill in some of the gaps around how and why uh, this process happened. Yeah. Tell us how that's going to be run. Is it Q&A? Is it pretty interactive? How is the the session going to go through? Um, He likes to present. A lot of presenters do this. It's kind of interesting. I've had several presenters and they kind of prefer to wind them up and let them go. So they'll talk for maybe an hour and then there'll be a, a Q&A afterwards. And so uh, typically there's maybe 15 people, 15, 20 people in the group. Uh, and it's a lovely group, a very smart, engaged, uh, interested, experienced people with lots of world experience. So uh, we listen for an hour and then there's an open forum for a question and answer. So it's a Zoom call, so uh, raise hand or just, just shout out. And um, the, uh, the fun part, well, there's so many fun parts, but in the, it's a group of blind people. So uh, he's not going to be showing PowerPoints or saying, you can see by this diagram, you know, there's just yeah. none of that. So <laughs> yeah. it's, an, it's an environment that feels very welcoming for, for blind and low vision uh, folk. And so it runs for 90 minutes. It's a... Uh, Tuesday, November 22nd, 6 p.m. to 7.30 Eastern uh, via Zoom. Fantastic. Okay, so we've already discussed, as you said, you could talk about this particular subject and and all the things that spin off of it for hours. Why is it so interesting to you personally? I think I grew up assuming that agricultural revolution, how could that be bad? What's, What's, like, how is that not a good thing? I like hot and cold running water and central heating and grocery stores and uh, all of the benefits of civilization. And as I got to read more and think more, uh, I could, I could start to understand how geo, how destructive some of those processes were to ecologies 
and you know inevitably to leading to sort of leading to climate change if you don't do it right which clearly we have not uh done it right but it it changed every aspect of how humans lived together from gender to power structures to ecology to how many children you had to how much control you had over how many children you have uh to what you value and so to me it became a little like religion it's like one of those topics where you can talk about anything within that framework of the agricultural revolution. So it's a, it's a topic that is, has always really interested me. So to be able to hear from uh, an expert who's studied the interactions of humans and the natural world is, is really exciting for me. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, this is a huge teaser on the kinds of things that will be covered during the, um, during the event, the lecture. But I'm definitely so curious about the societal the social aspects of it right you talked about the hierarchy and the the psychological sociological effects of being um stationary and and not moving around so much and the violence as you mentioned kels so that part of it really like what we live in right now this current snapshot in time is a buildup of all these years and decades and centuries of the agricultural revolution um and i'm so i'm fascinated by that aspect of it and how much that yeah. weighs in on all the rest of it. And yeah, and where where did it start? And so mm-hmm. a, a little teaser is that if you, if a, a lot of people probably know this, if a woman has a baby and keeps nursing the baby for a, you know, a couple of years, she's probably not going to get pregnant right away. But if you stop nursing because you have, yeah. say, cow's milk or goat's milk, if you give your baby milk from an animal, and stop nursing it, you probably will get pregnant sooner. So there's just one example that has huge impacts mm-hmm. for women. Uh, more children, more pregnancies, more risk, shorter life expectancies, and all of the things that go along with that. So every aspect of life, uh, you know, changed when we started staying in one place and cultivating cultivating food. My goodness. All right, the 22nd, people, put it in your calendar. Chris, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Talk later. Christine Malik on Curious Minds. We're talking about the agricultural revolution. Third Thursday of the month is when we have Curious Minds and check out the uh, Curiosity Club lecture on October 22nd. Okay, folks, we'll be back in a couple of moments. We have a few topics to put on the table. That means it's Thursday's Roundtable. And joining us this week on The Conversation is uh, In the Know contributor Margaret Weldon. She'll be with us momentarily here on Kelly and Company. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts. 